0: Hey guys, welcome back to ADHD remission. I'm excited what we're you gonna be talking about today. Um, well, if you're new here, ADHD remission this is gonna be the show. Well, I'm Franklin, I'm seventeen, and I have put my ADHD into remission. Um, I used to take fifty-six or fifty-four milligrams of concerta every day, but that was just to be able to stay awake. If I had to do some homework, I would take or write an essay or something, I would take uh 108, yeah, 108. This is a recreational dose of concerta. Now, of course, I take nothing, I'm able to focus at a very high level, meditate, lots of things, which you probably want to do, and my goal with this show is to bring you to that point where you're able to do those things, and you can also say successfully that you have put your ADHD into remission, okay? I can't swear. <laughs> I can't say that either, because that's going to sound bad. All right, we're not going to say anything about medical disclaimers. I'm not going to say anything wild. I'm just saying I don't agree with your doctor. <laughs> it's a genetic condition. Um, and I really do think that you can put it into remission um, with no medication. Because I have. And I don't just think that. I know that you can do it. Because I know that I have done it. So I know that it's possible. Now, I haven't seen, and this is why I created this show. Because I haven't seen a lot of other people talking about this. They're talking about treatment. Or, you know, uh, uh, how to cope. Like, no. We're not coping here, okay? Remiss. Remiss. okay we're not coping we are remissing so <laughs> this is a longer introduction so that's my goal with this right um in the last episode what i started doing so if you've listened to maybe if you're if you're new here if you're not new here um you might have noticed that a lot of my episodes i kind of ramble a lot and i don't have material set up before because i like to just wing it um and i realize that's kind of disrespectful to you guys and it's just not optimal so yesterday what i started doing is I'm going to compile some material that I'm going to go over. I'm not going to script it, but I'm going to compile what I'm going to go over um, before I record. This one, I'm not going to be doing that because there is not (laughs) any research on this. This is just 100% personal experience. If you are familiar with my story, um, teachers have been saying that I've had ADHD since... I think it was even (laughs) preschool. (laughs) Yeah, your preschooler has ADHD. Oh God, we live in a weird system. Yeah, preschooler, what a joke. Um, but yeah, cause I I would like make noises during nap time, or whatever. And as soon as I got into school, like kindergarten, oh oh, they started complaining. Teachers just started complaining. system started complaining, trying to get me, trying to get my serotonin up. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that. What we're talking about in this in this in this today's episode is um, hyperactivity from distractibility versus distractibility from hyperactivity. This is the biggest determinant of whether you actually have ADHD. So what does this mean? You might not understand what this means. I'll give you an example. In kindergarten, I did not have ADHD, okay? I was hyperactive, but it was that was hyperactivity because I had high energy. That's not ADHD. ADHD is when you're distracted. ADD is when you're distracted. We're just lumping together, okay? ADD is when you're distracted. ADHD is when you're hyperactive because you're distracted. So ADD, you could just be in a super low energy state, not able to focus. Um, a lot of people, because they go on their phones a lot, they have a lot of these uh, dopaminergics. Whenever they're put in a boring situation, they go through this kind of painful, boring, boredom. Oh God, I'll never forget, never, ever forget the first day that I learned about how Concerto was not great. Um, the, the first thing I did uh, tomorrow, I'm like, okay, mom, I'm not taking, this stuff's terrible, I'm not gonna take it again. Um, I don't think that's, that's, t- well, I'm not a fan, but I told my mom, you know, I'm not taking this tomorrow, she's like, okay, and I didn't take it, that was I, one of the most memorable days of my entire life, I, I have I had, like, eight periods, I think I fell asleep in, like, four, especially those first four, <laughs> in economics, I fell asleep twice, and no, it, it, no, I fell asleep, like, six or seven times at least, because in, in economics, I fell asleep in my English multiple times, in economics... I do I'm just remembering now how bad this is. I would sit, I, and I sat right next to the teacher, so it was super bad. And I, would like I was like, literally, I was, like, nodding off. I'm not even joking. I was nodding off. And I nodded off, and I would fall asleep. <laughs> and this dude, and the teacher allowed this. This dude came because they have, like, a gong in the class. He brought up a gong next to me, and he just, like, smacked it. And oh my God, that was so traumatic. And then I nodded off again. He did it again, and the teacher allowed him to do it, bro. Yeah. So this is this is terrible, right? So this is a good example of um, hyperactivity from distractibility, or not. Eh, I don't know if I would say that. I would say when you get into this like painful, and that's the best example I have of painful boredom. Um, there are a couple other memorable times. That is the most memorable one. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the term, or no one's really the term before I made it up. But I'm sure you can understand and relate. Painful boredom. If you have never had painful, if you have never had truly excruciating boredom, you ain't never experienced ADHD. Okay. Pain, excruciating boredom. Like this is like when you like, it's like you feel like you're gonna die from how bored you are. This is like an incredibly low dopamine state, and you just like. You want to move around, you want to be hyperionic uh, make like a groan or just anything to get anything to get some amount of dopamine. Literally you want any amount of stimulation to happen. So this is what I would describe as um hyperactivity from distractibility. This is what I think ADHD is because this is a low dopamine state. Um when we take kids, like I was in fifth grade. When when I was in, when that happened, I had ADHD. Um sophomore, yeah, I had ADHD. Eighth grade. I had ADHD seventh grade. I had ADHD sixth grade. I had ADHD. I had I had that stuff happen all the time. Preschool. <laughs> Preschool, I did not have ADHD. Um, because I was distracted because of my hyperactivity. I wasn't hyperactive. I wasn't hyperactive because of my distractedness. So a lot of kids, and this is, I talk about this a lot, a lot of kids who are diagnosed with ADHD. Absolutely do not have ADHD, they just have high energy, which is literally the opposite of ADHD. And these medications are especially toxic to these kids because when they go on them, their dopamine goes so high that they just are instantly addicted to these uh, (laughs) drugs. And then their dopamine gets downregulated and then they're on them for life. And then they actually do acquire ADHD. I think that that's a big reason that, you know, the overprescription is very dangerous because a lot of these kids don't have low dopamine. They have high dopamine, and they want to move around. They want to make noises. They don't have attention deficit. They don't. Well, they do have an attention deficit, but it's because they're a kid. It's because they have high energy. And I'm sure some of you might be listening to this, or maybe my teachers, or even my mom. I don't know why. But my teachers and you might... Might think like this kid, this kid did not remiss his ADHD. Like, even just listening to me, you might think like this kid did not remiss his ADHD. You know, he's talking really fast, he's talking, you know, he can switch topics. Here's the thing right now, I, I can get distracted, but I'm distracted because I'm hyperactive. That is not ADHD. That's just hyperactivity. It's not ADD. And the, the, the attention part of ADHD is the most important. If the attention is not lacking, if you just have hyperactivity, which is what most kids have, if you're not in a low dopamine state, you don't have ADHD, you're just a high energy human. We should all be high energy humans. We live in a society which is literally meant to create low energy humans with high serotonin and high and, and low metabolisms, low thyroid, just like bots who are just going like to f- try and fit in as much as possible and you know, oh, I'm, I'm fine, I'm just going to be complacent. No, no, absolutely not. That's not who I am. Um, and that's going to come out a lot. You guys might think, oh, yeah, this, there's no way. this def-. You can obviously tell you it's ADHD. Um, but again, I just want to say I had definitely have hyperactivity just because I'm super active. My hyperactivity does not come from my distractibility. My hyperactivity is because of high energy. If you're hyperact- I'll say this again. If your hyperactivity is from a high dopamine state, which I'm currently in, that is not ADHD if your hyperactivity is from a low dopamine state, if your hyperactivity is derived from being bored, from being distracted, that's a low dopamine state, that is ADHD, okay? If you're not distracted, you're just hyperactive because you have high energy, that is not ADHD. And that's why I really dislike about our current medical world, we treat all conditions, you know, the same way. They must because they have the same symptoms, they must all have the same mechanisms, right? This is why a lot of medications just literally don't work for people. We take ADHD, and I just described how that works for ADHD. Depression. We have people who are depressed because their life sucks, and they're in a low serotonin state where they're very aware that their life sucks, and the doctors will put them in a high serotonin state, and then they're not aware that their life sucks anymore, and then their depression is fixed, right? No. And then we have other people who are in a high serotonin state, which causes anhedonia because they were happy, and then they got high serotonin. That made them anhedonia, anhedonic. Then they go to the doctor, hey, I had depression, Doctor thinks it's the same freaking thing. It's not. They put them on serotonergic SSRIs, and then they either they might have serot- there might have serotonin syndrome syndrome. They might kill himself. They might <laughs> a lot of terrible things can happen. Um, and these these are the main people who SSRIs don't work for. or Actually, make it worse. This is a lot of people report it being worse. My friend went through this experience because he was dealing with alcoholism. He used to abuse alcohol a lot, and then he got off, and it's amazing. And he went to rehab, and he he got all the stuff done. And then he, hey, I don't know whether it's depression or anxiety, I don't know what it was. He went to his doctor, his doctor gave him an SSRI. That's stupid. It's stupid because alcoholism causes high serotonin. So his, 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 his depression, is anhedonia is from high serotonin. It's not from low serotonin, but they just look at the symptoms and they treat all the mechanisms the same. Okay, this kid's hyperactive. Okay, we're gonna give him dopaminergic stimulants, even if he's already in a high serotonin state. This kid who used to be an alcoholic who's in a super high serotonin state, or high dopamine state, this 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 kid who who used to be an alcoholic and he's in a super high serotonin state, oh he's depressed. Okay, we're gonna give him serotonergics and we're gonna put him even high serotonin and then he's gonna try and or he didn't try it. But he <laughs> if it was not good and the doctor instead of recognizing the first time this is very dangerous to be doing this to a child he put him on like three more SRIs before he decided to give up um and that guy of course you look him up on Google and you can go to his, his profile and he has like he has like one point like five stars and a lot of the, the those a lot of those are obviously fake reviews I want you to think about this. We fire Uber drivers when they get to, I don't know, is 3.5 stars or 4 stars. We fire Uber drivers when they get to 3.5 stars. This doctor, who literally works with kids, has less than two stars, and he's not fired. What is going on? And I, I think that this is a very important thing to talk about, how not all symptoms have the same mechanisms. A lot of anxiety is caused by high serotonin. Some of it's caused by low GABA. Some of it's caused by high glutamate. We can't treat all these things with benzodiazepines, right? Um, In everybody, benzodiazepines are gonna be toxic. A lot of depression is caused by high serotonin. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty. You guys, you guys can see the danger here, right? You guys can see the danger of taking a kid who's in a super high dopamine, high thyroid, high androgen state tons of energy, making noises in class, and then you put them on amphetamines, which are highly dopaminergic, you can imagine what happens to their brain. You can imagine how much downregulation occurs, how much neurotoxicity there is, and how their dopamine is never the same again, and now they actually have ADHD. So the doctor who prescribed this medication, um, just because of the symptoms, without understanding anything about the mechanism, just gave a child ADHD it's unfortunate and it's not really the doctor's fault it's the, the fault of the pharmaceutical companies who have like fake advertising campaigns and all this, all this garbage I was looking at this today because I'm trying to make an episode on um, the pharmacy you know big pharma <laughs> um, you, you can look up some of their ads for um, these stimulants are it just kind of be like ridiculous the way that they're pushed it's just it's very unfortunate I'm not a fan I'm not a fan of the pharmaceutical industry at all I think they're lying about estrogen. I think they're lying about um, serotonin. I think they're lying about um, that oral gavit doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier. So, Because th- if it did, uh, benzos would just die instantly. Um, I think they're lying about testosterone. I think there's a big lie going on right now that testosterone goes down with age. And, you know, once you're like 70 or whatever, it's totally normal to have, you know, 150 testosterone. It's not, okay? Your testosterone goes down maybe like 100 points from age, like, 20, 25, um, down to from to 30 or 40, and then it just stays there, okay? It doesn't go down, and if you guys want the source for this, email me, 8 gmail.com. I'm not going to put it in the description just because it's not very relevant. But this is, a, this is a lie that the TRT industry is putting out. I just want you guys to know, a lot of these pharmaceutical companies are lying. They lied about serotonin. We know that they're lying about serotonin. It's very... <laughs> I make a lot of, make a lot of episodes on So Again, this is more of a ranty episode. This is not as much of an evidence episode, um, but I, I want to give you guys a little bit of value in understanding the difference in hyperactivity. Not all hyperactivity is ADHD, okay? It's not. When your kid is hyperactive, it does not mean they are ADHD. A lot of times it means they are a normal kid, and if you take them to a doctor and the doctor stupidly diagnoses them with ADHD, it could ruin their life. Okay, I am so grateful that my parents did not put me on medication. I'm so grateful that my mom is one of these crazy conspiracy theorists who, you know, has mistrust of these farmers big pharma. Oh, that's conspiracy theory. I'm so grateful that my mom does not trust big pharma. I'm <laughs> because I wasn't in a low dopamine state back then. I was in a very high dopamine state. I I, I mentioned this in a previous episode. If you're a parent, you're listening to this. I think I make this a lot for parents, but um, if you're a parent, one way you can test whether your kid is hyperactive because of distraction or distracted because of hyperactiveness um, is you can take them into the woods with no phone, nothing, and do not give your kids a phone. Just put them in the woods and have them, you know, just walk around. If they're like super occupied, they're not ADHD. They're just they're normal kids, evolutionarily, ancestrally. A million years ago, a million years ago, two million years ago, they would be out in that forest playing, right? So that's just the level of stimulation that's natural. But in the classroom, they're given like, I mean, it's not very engaging stuff. It's not very physical stuff, and I was a high dopamine, high androgen kid, and they would put me there, and I would not tolerate that. I wasn't distracted. I wasn't hyperactive because I was distracted. I wasn't hyperactive because I was bored. I was bored because I was hyperactive, right? I want to be doing more. This isn't enough. So, you know, I'm going to start making noises. Actual ADHD is, okay, I'm going to start making noises just because I want to go on my phone or because I'm used to something that's more artificially stimulated. All right. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys got some value from this episode. Again, I know last episode, I talked about how I was going to all get super sciencey on you guys. And this one is just another rant. But yeah, um, I hope you still dig it, especially if you're a parent. I think this is going to be very valuable for parents. Don't rush to put your kids. Again, please ask me questions. mission at gmail.com. Love to hear what you guys have to say. But yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got some value. And have a good day. Let's see you in the next one.